Hello and welcome to a very special Halloween edition of the Blue Bloods. Uh, this isn't just any ordinary episode of the best college football podcast the world has ever seen. This is our first holiday special, and it's sure to excite and maybe even fright. It is Halloween after all. Uh, if nothing else, our upsets of the week will be scary. So anyway, we have pick six, a real shocker there. We never do that. Upsets of the week, storylines, hot takes, and Brandon's gambling corner. But that's not all. We have an all-new segment. Yeah, who does that? Not us, ever. Uh, new segment alert, lightning round. So sit back, strap in, and get ready for this holiday special. Let's go. So let's go ahead and kick off this episode today with uh, our first pick six matchup. We have Virginia Tech visiting number 16, Notre Dame. How they're still ranked number 16, beyond me, but they are. So we're going to roll with it. Uh, Zach, what do you think about this game? All right. Notre Dame. Like, I know we had a stern talking to last episode. But listen to me when I say this. I dare you to lose. I dare you. I absolutely dare you to lose. Because if you lose, that will be the second worst mistake the Catholic Church the Catholic Church has ever made, and I, that yikes, is a fact. Yikes, yikes, yikes. That is a fact. There's been a couple. So Test me. This is tough. Test uh, me. Yeah, when I was looking at this game, when we were choosing our matchups for our pick six this week, uh, I know this game doesn't sound very exciting, and the truth is, it probably won't be uh, exciting at all. I mean, Notre Dame put up an absolute no effort game last week against Michigan uh, and I don't really know what to expect out of the fighting Irish if that's even the real name I feel I feel like I don't even know this team anymore so if you're teetering on whether or not to watch this game let me just tell you a little thing that uh, was a deciding factor for me at least Zach you ready for this are you ready for the deciding factor all right Hit two it. words snow game that's right this is what I've been itching for <laughs> all year this is what all football fans have been itching for since the start of football season and we might finally get it this Saturday. There's snow in the forecast in South Bend this weekend. NBC, I don't know what you have to do. Pull strings. Do whatever you need to do. I know that someone controls the weather. I mean, you can, you can probably figure this out. But if this was a snow game, forget about it. Ratings will be through the roof. Everyone's going to watch this game. A Notre Dame snow game, I mean, that's, that's, that's magic. In the most literal sense of the word, that's magic. Maybe, man. But, I mean, to be honest, if Virginia Tech pulls this off, I will be absolutely shocked. Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame's I a 17-point favorite in this one. It's, that's a right. tough look for Virginia Tech. It is. Well, I mean, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a running back. They don't have a defense. I mean, when your defense in the ACC is allowing 400 yards per game, I, I think that's a wrap on your season, man. Yeah, go ahead and hang up the helmets and uh, shoulder pads. Do whatever else you need to do because this one's over for. I mean, this is yeah. This shouldn't even be a real game. I mean, the snow is saving it, I guess. But other than that, I mean, it's just a one thirty matchup on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, you're just you're just now breaking into your to your case of Miller lights, and you're not quite you're not quite buzzed enough to truly care about this game. But give it your all. Um, if it's a snow game, like I said, we're all going to be interested. So. Let's all let's all yeah. pray for that real quick. You are the Fighting Irish. It's a Catholic school, so 
we can do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I got Notre Dame in this matchup, man. I have them covering. I think Ian Book has a perfect game to set up a huge rebound performance. I think he does it. I think Notre Dame wins by 30 or 40, and this game is over from the start of like the whole – like. The coin toss, Notre Dame will win. The game, Notre Dame will win. Virginia Tech will go home. And, you know, hang on, quick tidbit. So, I actually know someone who goes Virginia Tech. And last time I checked, they don't, they still don't have air conditioning, like, on campus, like the dorms. Wait, is that – don't lie to me right now. And I'm just I'm, – I'm trying to think. I'm like, real, like, AC's been around for a minute. like <laughs> For uh, a while at this point, really. Yeah. And so, like, are they really that tight on money where they can't have AC? Yeah. I, I mean, it's not even like it's – I mean, when, when I lived in California, my house didn't have AC, but it was because you didn't need it. It was like 70 degrees year-round. Yeah, like, but Santa Barbara is a lot different than Virginia. Yeah, Virginia, no. Virginia's in the south still. Um so it gets hot. It gets a little – I don't know if you've ever been to D.C., but D.C. is basically Virginia, uh, Maryland, whatever you want to call it. But D.C. is like the swamp, and that's the only thing I can think of when I think of Virginia. So it's hot. It gets hot and humid, and it's just miserable. I couldn't imagine not having A.C. there. But Virginia Tech, yeah. I don't know how you how your name is even in this matchup. Notre Dame wins this game. Notre Dame wins this game by a million. They cover the spread. Uh, it's not even a close game. Virginia Tech – I don't. I don't want to keep dropping the fraud word, but frauds. I mean, every single year they're they're projected. See, I don't even like know if they're the top in the ACC. I don't know, man. I don't know if you call them a fraud. I mean, they're they're five and two, but like, did anyone really expect them to do that much with Clemson in the division? Yeah, I don't think you know, so. Every, I mean, they didn't expect who they didn't expect who them. who they didn't expect them who? to win the ACC. But like every single year, like before the season starts, we have people talking about how good Virginia Tech is and they put Virginia Tech as a favorite in almost every game except for the Clemson game. I mean, they do know that Michael Vick graduated a long time ago, right? That's what I said. It doesn't make sense. That's why they're frauds. And what, was the, what was the guy's name? Beamer? Frank Beamer? He also retired a minute ago, too. He's not even real to me. So, <laughs> Michael Vick, I get but That guy. I don't know. Hmm. So, that's... This matchup, do what you will with this matchup. Um, I, you know, isn't this is this is an ACC matchup? Let's go ahead and get that through our heads. I mean, Virginia Tech's no. an ACC school. Notre Dame is in the ACC in every other sport except for football. The ACC is, does not want Notre Dame. They're literally a member in every other sport. I know, but there's a reason they're not in football, and it's because Michigan can beat them 45 to 14 with Shea Patterson as the quarterback. We went over this last episode. Yeah, but I mean. I don't want to believe you because I know the truth, but we'll, we'll go with it. I mean, we're not big truth guys, so we'll, 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 we'll settle on that one. So let's go ahead and look at our mm-hmm. next matchup. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. Uh, I haven't even said the matchup yet, but we have Miami at Florida State. Florida State's three-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Brandon, for the past couple of weeks, you've been talking about how, how hard it is to pick ACC matchups, why you don't want to do it. But guess what? What I mean, there were no other matchups this weekend. What do you want me to do? Alabama has a bye week. LSU has a bye week. Everyone has a bye week. It doesn't even matter. And even if you don't have a bye week, you're playing a team that doesn't matter. I mean, we have a couple other good games in our pick six, but this is one of the better ones somehow. Um, and I don't even know what to think of this game. It, this game doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, no, I mean, and I mean, I'm asking myself the question: Do I really want to pick Florida State? 
I really, really don't. I really, really don't, guys. Trust me. In my soul, this is this is. I'm about to throw up. This is this is disgusting coming out of my mouth. But I am committed to data and analytics, and that is saying Florida State will win this game. And therefore, your boy's picking Florida State, even though I got food poisoning now. So this is threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That you know what that makes me want to pick Miami, so I'm gonna go ahead and pick Miami in this one. Um, and I'm gonna pick them. I mean, they're gonna win outright because Florida State's the favorite. But like I said, I don't really know what to think of this game. Uh, I really don't. And so I so I'm gonna go ahead and do something new. I'm gonna pull out uh, Brandon's vocabulary word of the week. Maybe it's a new segment. Maybe it's not. Who knows? But this week's word is anomaly, and that's what this game is to me. It's an anomaly. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> Webster's Dictionary <laughs> defines anomaly as something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. So historically, this game is pretty good. Uh, like This is like a must-watch football. Not this season. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to either one of these teams, but I don't know. Uh, it, it's this, Like I said, this game doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, so I'm going with Miami, but it was, like, it was basically like I flipped a coin, and when Zach picked Florida State, it made me feel physically ill. And so that's why I'm going with Miami. Yeah. They have you know what I'm gonna? That's kind of cool. I mean, yeah, and they also have like the what the touchdown knuck like brass knuckles. I mean, I'm all. I don't. Know. I love getting. I don't know. I don't know, man. But I really, I, <laughs> I do. That's that's really what they are. But here's your touchdown um, weapon. Uh, your touchdown gun. <laughs> your touchdown. Dude, it, it, it's Miami, man. If they pulled out like a Uzi on the side, like a, what is it, a fumble recovery Uzi? I'd be like, that, that checks. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense. It is Miami. I guess I don't know. Fully loaded with the scope. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I really, I'm gonna deem this game the irrelevant bowl because whoever wins and or loses this matchup just is still one of the most irrelevant teams in the state of florida uh, yeah, yeah not good not good football yeah both these no, teams definitely are four four right now how yeah, and i i don't know man this is the so here's why i'm picking florida state the game is being played in tallahassee and dope campbell stadium I know they'd never sell out anymore, but I'm holding on to my childhood memories of that place being electric, that place being packed in a real home field advantage. And so I am picking Florida State. And honestly, I think Florida State has more talent and has been more consistent this year. And more importantly, here's the kicker, guys. Florida State did not lose to Georgia Tech at home. And I'm just going to let that breathe. We're proud of them. We're, we're, we're really proud of them. We are. Uh, I don't know. It, this is – I don't even have a reason that I'm picking Miami other than the uh, the first game of the season that I watched was Florida-Miami. And, you know, I had I had all my chips in on Florida, and, and Miami came in and disappointed me then. So I'm holding on hope that maybe Miami can, can you know, maybe keep another game close, maybe, maybe an upset. But I don't know. It's – like I said, this team doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I thought DJ Dallas was good. That's Miami's running back, but I don't, I don't know that he is. I really actually, I actually, you know, what? I do know, I know that he's not. Um, I don't know. This team has <laughs> a lot of athletes. They're just, they're. I mean, you got to do something with athletes. You can't just have athletes. You have to, you have to have a coach. And so that's, I'll leave it at that. Uh, so speaking of gimmicks, like we did with our last matchup, 
Our next matchup is number eight, Georgia, visiting number – well, you know what? I don't even want to say they're visiting Florida. Um, I guess Florida's the home team. Uh, Florida's number six in the nation, but they're playing in Jacksonville. Uh, Florida's a six-and-a-half – I'm sorry, Georgia's a six-and-a-half point favorite in this one. But here's, here's my beef, and it's not CBS this time. So, I mean, don't get too comfortable, CBS, but it's not you this time. My gripe this week – is that this game is called the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I mean, that's it. I don't know why every matchup in college football needs a name. Why can't some games just be Team A versus Team B? Why can't this just be Georgia and Florida? Why, why does it have to be that largest outdoor cocktail party, whatever it is? That, I mean, why, I'm not going to be able to remember that. That's, why do they call it that? I have no idea, man. And why was LSU uh, Auburn the Tiger Bowl? That's that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. I didn't talk about it last episode, but that's so stupid. I did, and then like Auburn Georgia's the Deep South oldest rivalry. <laughs> why does it doesn't make sense? Why does every game need a nickname? Why can't they just be what they are? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's like it's like when people name sequels of movies, and like it's always like Terminator Two, da 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 da. Yeah. Like, what uh, are you I doing? I, I hate the world's largest outdoor cocktail party with like a passion. Like everything in my being hates that. And why is it a cocktail party? It's I don't even. I mean, it's Florida <laughs> and Georgia, and it's in Jacksonville. I assume you put on your boots and your best T-shirt and you tuck that in uh, to your jeans with the fewest number of holes or if you're a guy. But if you're a girl, you do the opposite of that. You have as many holes as possible. Uh, <laughs> you swing by Uncle John's house to pick up the moonshine and, and, and your cousin, uh, your cousin date, and then you make your way to the game is what I assume happens in Jacksonville. <laughs> I don't know. This is the stupidest thing I ever heard. I, I hate this. I hate this game. I want to like. I think this should be a home and home series because they call it a neutral site, but it's so much closer to Florida than Georgia. How do you have a neutral site between two states that border each other and it's in one of the states? Yeah, I mean, we're talking like. I mean, for I guess for people who don't know, uh, geography lesson with Brandon now. Uh, Georgia, the University of Georgia is in Athens, and that's kind of like northeast Georgia, and then. Uh, the University of Florida is in Gainesville, and that's like, I want to say Central Florida, but it's really like closer to North Florida. Like, it's not in the Panhandle, yeah. but like, it's, I, I don't know for a fact, but I think it's like two hours away from from Jacksonville. Like, it's that's not. What I'm saying. Like, it's not that far at all. Uh, like I just, I just want home away. and home. I, I think I, I hate neutral site games. I think it should be home and home, always. But you know, you know what's one positive about this game though is that the. SEC East champion will be decided in this game. Yeah. Because Missouri, y'all are done. You know, I don't want to hear that, like, yeah, well, we might have a chance. Y'all lost 28 – no, 35-7 to to Kentucky last week. South Carolina, you were also out. And I don't want to hear you beat Georgia, all this fun stuff. You lost to Tennessee. Go home, and you are – like, go home right now. That's a wrap. You you know our problem with you. We're not even going to talk about you. We'll talk later in private. Right, but I really I think the spread is disrespectful. So not only is this technically a home game for Florida, how are they a almost touchdown underdog to Georgia when Georgia's one losses to South Carolina at home and Florida lost to LSU at night on the road in Death Valley? 
Yeah, and it is disrespectful. And that's the reason that I have Florida winning this game. I have Florida pulling the upset. I don't even think it should be an upset. I think Florida should be the favorite in this game, honestly. But I've got Florida winning. Um, they've they've proven themselves more to me than than Georgia has at this point in the season. So I can't I can't go against that. So I think two match a matchup to watch and a player to watch. The matchup to watch is Jake Fromm versus Kyle Trask. Whatever quarterback has the best game, that team will win. And I think Fromm who has been in this moment before, has been in way bigger moments than Kyle Trask, will make the plays to win. And I think the X factor is DeAndre Swift. He has to have a huge game against this really, really good Florida defense, and I think he will. I think he'll have over 150 yards rushing, and I think that's why UGA pulls this out. I mean, that's definitely an interesting take. I mean, I don't even want to say that. I mean, Georgia is the favorite. Apparently, they're the favorite for some reason. I guess other people have faith in them. But Kyle Trask to me is just – I'm not going to say he's the better quarterback here, but he's proven himself more to me this year than Jake Fromm has. I mean, he just – overall, I mean, he's played, I mean, almost half the games that Jake Fromm has. He has five more touchdowns. Uh, I don't know. I mean, in like 10 yards or 15 yards less. I understand that Florida's running game isn't quite what Georgia's is, but I think that – I mean, both of these defenses are pretty evenly matched, but – I think when they face each other, um, we're gonna we're gonna truly see that that Florida has the superior defense. I definitely think Florida has has the better defense than Georgia. I just think Georgia has more experience and more, and especially in big games. So I think Georgia pulls out a close one. I think this game is three four ish points. So I, I don't think in, I don't think Georgia covers, but I do think Georgia makes enough plays to win at the end of the day. Yeah, and in case you were wondering, this is going to be the game to watch uh, this Saturday. So if you have cable, if you have CBS, or if you paid for CBS All Access like a chump like me, then watch this game for sure. Um, even if there's a snow game, watch this game. I mean, this game's on an hour later, but watch it because this will be one of the best matchups you know this year probably. So. Let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup. Uh, we have Utah, number nine Utah, visiting Washington, who is not ranked. I had them in my playoff before the season started. I don't know what's happening. Um, I mean, I, I have Utah <laughs> winning just because I'm, I'm kind of dumb. And I know that we've talked about this a lot. Uh, I, I'm kind of dumb. Uh, Utah is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. But I feel like a chump picking Utah because I know what's going to happen. I know as soon as I do pick Utah, Washington's going to pull out this win somehow. Uh, it's written in the stars. It's destiny at this point. Uh, and it was sealed the second I chose Utah. But, I mean, do what you will. You don't have to follow my picks. Uh, if you do, then you're probably smart. And you've probably, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, what am I, 43 and 14? That's pretty good uh, on the season. So, if you want to follow me, go ahead, but I wouldn't suggest following me in this matchup because I think I just sealed I think I just sealed Utah's fate. Uh, they're done for. <laughs> they definitely are. Uh, but just just a, just a note, I, I, Utah is the quietest, sneakiest top ten team of all time. Until like I looked up this matchup, I didn't even realize they were number nine in the country. Yeah, and I, like my first thought was like, wait, didn't you guys lose to LSU on national TV like pretty badly to a third string quarterback? And I was like, oh wait, they absolutely, they absolutely did. Did you but, say LSU? They lost to USC. 
Yeah, USC. My bad. If I said LSU, I'm reading. (laughs) I know. That was trash. (laughs) I swore. But, yeah, I mean, that's this team's personality, though. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard any of their players, like, talk to the media, post on social – I mean, anything. I mean, this is just the quietest, like, here we're here to do our business. I'm here so I won't get fine team that I've ever seen in college football. I have a conspiracy. I don't know if you're ready for it. Uh, this Shoot. is off the dome, by the way. So, uh, what you what Utah games have you seen this season? Uh, I've, I've only seen the USC game. I'll be honest with you, That's not, or and the BYU game. Uh, I didn't even see the BYU game. I think I just read about it. Um, I watched the Washington State game and the USC game. Okay, well, you just blew up my theory then, because I was going to say that I don't. The reason they didn't talk to the media is because I don't know if there's electricity in Utah, which there might not be. I don't know. I don't really believe you. And you see, you watch the Washington State game. The only games, I mean, I saw the Washington State game. I'm sorry, not Washington State. I saw the USC game. That was in Los Angeles. Uh, Washington State did play in Utah, so maybe, maybe I'm just. I mean, we knew I was dumb, so whatever. But we'll be watching this game this weekend because it's in Seattle. We know Seattle. We know Washington has electricity, so uh, be watching out for this matchup. Um, Zach Moss is set to have another great game. I mean, he's just he's, – he's a stud. I don't know what else to say. And this Utah defense is just incredible. Uh, they only they, – I mean, they allow 230 yards per game. That's crazy because this Washington team's letting up almost 400 yards a game. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm really worried about my pick is the defensive – Ah, difference between these two teams, but I, I think Wash. I think Jacob Eason makes enough plays to win this game. He's had a pretty good year, almost two thousand yards, sixteen touchdowns, three interceptions. You know, and if Washington wins this game, Oregon, it is up to you to get the Pac-12 into the playoff. Because if Utah loses, that is a wrap outside of Oregon with a chance to get in the playoff. And honestly, since this game is played in Husky Stadium. Uh, 3 3 p.m. Central Time, which is, what, 12 o'clock Pacific? Um, Or 1? I mean, that's that's wild. But uh, Husky Stadium is going to make my pick final, and I think the fans show up. They make this a tough place to play. We saw Oregon almost go down in the stadium, what was it, a week ago, two weeks ago? I I think Washington makes – I think Washington is a better team, honestly. They just have had chemistry issues and a bunch of stuff go wrong. I think they put it together this week and upset the number nine team in the country. Yeah, I mean, it's – like I said, that's probably going to happen. I'm still riding with Utah. I'm doubling down. But, I mean, good luck, Utah, because we know what happens when I pick teams to win. Um, Let's move (laughs) on to our next matchup, which is probably our second-best matchup of the weekend. Actually – I don't know because this this could this has the potential to be the best matchup of the weekend. Uh, we have number fifteen SMU visiting number twenty four Memphis. Memphis is a six point favorite in this one, and that is we talked about disrespectful with the Georgia Florida game. This is disrespectful <laughs> to SMU. Uh, so I've got SMU winning this game, obviously, but I'm going with SMU because SMU's back in a big way. So right now, if you're listening to this, it's at least Thursday. It's at least October thirty first, maybe later. Um, but something you probably heard about, and we'll touch on a little bit later, but the NCAA finally voted in favor of being able to pay players for their likenesses. Uh, and I can almost guarantee you that when SMU heard this news, they were heated because the only words they heard were pay and players. 
They are undefeated at this point in the season, and this season now is officially their revenge tour. So where do they start? I mean, it looks like stop numero uno is going to be Memphis, and I feel sorry for Memphis. I really do. SMU is going to win this game by 100. They got the death penalty because they paid players. Now it's legal, apparently. Um, so SMU is just taking heads. They're taking names, and they're – I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be insane. Oh, man. Uh, I actually have Memphis winning this game. I know that sounds crazy because SMU is undefeated and, you know, you got all this stuff going on. But I think – I just want – first I want to say congratulations to Memphis for finally having game day. Uh, congrats. But another week that SEC got screwed because I don't know how Georgia-Florida didn't get this game day and I don't know how LSU-Auburn didn't get it last week. I can only imagine that that ESPN was probably getting some like fight back from whoever that – I mean, they had game day in the SEC. I don't even know how many weeks it was this year, but Florida had it two weeks in a row with, uh, with the Auburn-Florida game and then LSU-Florida. So I'm sure they had some pushback from other conferences. Yeah, uh, you know what? We'll get better teams, man. That's all I got to say to that. Yeah, they were in a D two school last year or last. Uh, That's week. so trash. That's so trash. It you made me mad. I didn't even. That. I mean, I watched it, but I didn't watch that game. I'm not watching D two football. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ridiculous. I I don't blame you, man. But you know, this is SMU's first eight no start since the '80s, and I am waiting for the second death penalty because you know it's coming. <laughs> You know there's a car lot in a warehouse in the back of the practice field where they have where they have Dodge Chargers and and all the you know all the money in the world for these players. But that's Good. that's another thing. It's the way it should yeah. be. <laughs> they they heard the ruling and they were like, "You can get the door open, get the door open." <laughs> Show everyone. <laughs> um, but you know if you're a betting man. The over-under is set at 69.5, and I cannot emphasize enough to take the over with these offenses. If you just took – if they both scored their average, we're talking about 83 points. Oh, yeah. Both these teams are putting up 40 points a game. It's insane. It's electric. I I mean, you can't ask for anything more. There's no defense. I would take the over if it was at 100, guys. Yes, I know I would lose, but that's why I'm telling y'all to bet y'all's money and not my money. That's why we're not Um, gamblers. (laughs) <laughs> but I think the home field advantage and game day coming and the quarterback Brady White for Memphis is going to win the game for him. Brady White has 2,100 yards, 20 touchdowns, four interceptions. I think he's the better quarterback. Yes, you know, SMU's quarterback's really, really good, but I think Memphis is still the better team. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't agree with you on anything you said right then, but – I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to put in the effort to, to put together a rebuttal. So, uh, SMU by a million. It's not even close, this one. So, be sure to watch this game, too. This game's 6 30. So, uh, between On ABC primetime. <laughs> dude, good. <laughs> good. I, 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 you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, so let's go and move on I mean, to our last match. Go ahead. What? What? I was about to say, when's the, last, when's the last time Memphis and SMU were in a primetime game on ABC? The last time they were both good, so never. But <laughs> I was about to say, maybe SMU, but not Memphis. No, Memphis not, yeah. Unless we're talking about basketball, but we're not. So That's true, that's true. Let's go ahead and move on to our last matchup uh, of our pick six this week. We have number seven, Oregon, visiting 
the unranked USC Trojans. And I don't even know what to say about this one. I've got Oregon uh, winning this game. Oregon's the five-and-a-half-point favorite. And I think that they cover. But Oregon, Oregon, you can't do it to me again. These past two weeks, you've had me on the edge. And there's no reason you should be kicking game-winning field goals with time expiring against Mike Leach and company. You're better than this. So get it together. I'm getting a little bit heated right now, Zach. Calm me down. <laughs> Take a deep breath, bro. Take a deep breath. <laughs> uh, this, this pick makes me super nervous, though. I mean, USC likes uh, to come in out of nowhere. Uh, everyone in the world, or at least everyone who listens to this podcast, are the only ones who uh, who matter, really. Know that Keevan, Keaton Slovis is back, and he's back in a big way. Uh, he's got a golden arm. It's dangerous. And so this Oregon team that's looked shaky for the past two weeks, it, it makes me a little scared. I don't know. So we don't talk about our picks before the show, guys. And I honestly completely 1,000% thought Brandon was going to pick USC in this game. Yeah. Uh, his boy Keaton has been on fire. But I just want to send a message to USC. And this isn't coming from me, guys. This is coming from the Pac-12 officials and – people in upper management do not mess this up they're gonna the pack 12 will cut your funding if you mess this up because if because i already have utah losing this week if oregon loses the pack 12 should just pack it up and move on to basketball good thing basketball starts tuesday good thing oh i'm so excited i'm so excited that's a whole that's a whole Agreed. different that's a whole Agreed. different topic but <laughs> but the reason i have oregon winning i i justin herbert is it's amazing. He needs to be explosive this game. But the X factor is C.J. Verdell. He has to take pressure off of Justin Herbert. And he did last week when he ran for like 200 yards and dominated against uh, Washington State. And USC's defense is not very good. So I expect Herbert and Verdell to have a big game. And I expect Oregon to cover and win by double digits. Yeah, I agree. I have Oregon. Uh, I have Oregon covering. Oh, uh, this just in: Oregon's a four and a half point favorite now. Um, I'm so, pissed. Are you serious? Hey, dude, it's getting closer. I don't know what's happening. How, how is Georgia a six and a half point favorite over Florida, but Oregon's only a four and a half point favorite over USC? Uh, because because gamblers are kind of dumb. You, when we both knew that. I don't know why we're. Well, I take it back. I take it back. For everyone who's a gambler listening, you're not dumb. It's just the other gamblers. Um, but I don't know. It, these lines, a lot of the time, don't make sense. The opening lines are always going to change with people placing bets. But it's, I don't know. For, I mean, it's probably only going to get closer, to just because Oregon's looked so shaky over the past two weeks. But, I mean, if you're, if you're an educated gentleman like ourselves, then uh, you know you know that Oregon's going to win this game. And you know Oregon's going to win this game by three touchdowns. It's just that's written in the stars. It's got to happen. Mm. I don't know, man. I, I'm actually kind of excited to watch this game. 7 p.m. primetime. I'll be flipping between this game and the SMU game, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, I know me, and I know that I can't just watch one football game ever. It's like one game goes to commercial, and I've got to watch like three other games while that game's commercial. And then I flip back, and it's like the next quarter, and I'm like, oh, what happened? But that's just uh, – that's, that's it, the life oh, of Oh, I might lie to you guys. Never mind. Never mind. Um, Auburn actually plays at 6 p.m., so I don't know how much of both games I'll be watching, but one of these two games will be watched by me. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's Auburn got this weekend? Ole Miss. That's not a real game. 
You don't have to do it's that. not. They're gonna, they 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 should murder them. Well, I hope I didn't jinx them by saying that. But I say that. Yeah, but the LSU uh, Mississippi State game. I watched the entire thing. It just there was no reason I showed okay. up, but I did. So I I have huge breaking news to tell you guys. Um, reports are coming out of Auburn that Joey Gatewood officially left campus. No, today. stop that. Are you kidding me? Uh, yep. Um, the is this like has right now? Is that what's happening right now? Like right this second. I oh, just got the cool. text. Um, so nothing has been officially confirmed by team officials, Malzahn, any of the players. But the report is that he was not at practice today and that he is gone from the University of Auburn campus. I mean, wow. This is insane. Yeah, according to uh, Brandon Marcello of 247 Sports, um, Joey Gatewood was not at practice, confirmed by five insiders into the Auburn program. And a source close to Gatewood told Brandon Marcello, 247 Sports, that he is contemplating his future but has not officially decided to leave yet. But you know what I think that means? I think that means that he's leaving, but they can't break it yet just because he's not officially gone like he's probably already made this up in his mind and i'm probably going to go back and eat this at some point but i have a feeling he's gone and uh there's times like these and i like that we record a little bit early that way we can talk about what's coming up and we have more time to think about it stuff like that but it's times like these that i wish that this was a show that we recorded and then put up immediately so that we could actually break news or like maybe we feel like a radio show i don't know but I mean, it's still very interesting. Uh, this is obviously going to be some kind of trending topic, uh, especially in the SEC at least. So, uh, pretty, very, very cool, Zach. Thank you. So, <laughs> got a fe- I got a future as a beat writer. Yeah, they, yeah. You, I mean, you're just going to be, you're going to be like the next Adam Schefter, except for you're going to be for uh, strictly college football. I'm for that. I'm for that life. Yeah, he's about it. Uh, so where were we? We were talking about Oregon. This game, I don't even know what this is. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up pick six. I don't have too many more thoughts on this matchup unless you do. I, I do not have any more thoughts on this matchup. Good, Oregon by a million. For the, by a trillion, actually. Uh, a so, zillion, a trillion, a, a gajillion. I don't even care, dog. Put, put, put your house on it. Put your, <laughs> okay. So we're going to go and move on from our pick six this week, and we're going to move into upset of the week. And if you've been listening at all, you know how good we are at upset of the week. So uh, Your boy is really good. I have a winning record now. Do you really? Yes, because I hit the last fair. two weeks. That's not fair. That should be illegal. And you're, and you're what, one and eight now? <laughs> one and nine? <laughs> yeah, whatever. I've only won. I won the first week, and I thought I was on fire. Like, I thought I couldn't lose, and then – Turns out I can. Uh, I oh, wow. So, here we well, are. how about this? How about this? How about this? Losers go first, so take it away, my guy. I mean, I'm, I'm for it. Uh, so this week I'm still grabbing at straws, and it's starting to get ridiculous. I need to win more than I need oxygen at this point. I've got, I've got Boston College beating Syracuse. Syracuse is a three-point favorite. No one's going to watch this game, so, I mean, this is like a win-win for me. Uh, if if Boston College wins, then I finally win an upset of the week. I've come out of the slump, and I mean I'm just I'm on fire. I can't be stopped. If they lose, 
no one's going to watch this game, so who's going to know if I lose? That's the big thing. Uh, Your boy will. I will call you <laughs> smack out. I will interrupt the intro to call you out if you lose this game, man. This is high stakes. Well, here's the deal then. I know Syracuse isn't good, but I have to hit on this, and this is the last straw. If I lose this week, I am officially retiring from upset of the week. I can't do it anymore. My will's weak. I'm withering away to nothing. How can I go on? So that's that's that. I'm I'm done for if this is if I don't hit this week. It has to hit. I mean, I'm mm. putting all my chips in the middle. I mean, this is high stakes. I'm investing oh, everything man. I got. I, yeah, I just hope you know, bro. Like your family's gonna disown you if you only win one matchup this whole year. I know, man. I I, I started doing this podcast, and I'm just getting made fun of now because I can't hit on my upset of the week. <laughs> I mean, bro, you're trash at everything. Bro, you just got lucky on pick six. You've had three undefeated weeks. <laughs> I don't know about luck. I mean, you don't. it's not lucky to have three undefeated weeks. I mean, when you pick all favorites for two straight weeks. And, I mean, uh, not true. Know. Not true. Not you true. did pick all favorites for two weeks. What do no, you I mean? Didn't. I picked Oklahoma State. They weren't a favorite. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm, okay. You picked the favorite, and the you, favorite you, lost. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, bro. I got you. I got you. Um. So my upset of the week that will hit, we preluded it last episode. That was the recap episode. Uh, your boy is picking Arkansas over Mississippi State. Mississippi okay. State is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Chad Morris said they'd win, so let's do it. I got nothing to lose. I'm the champion upsets of the week. And also, can Arkansas lose forever? Probably not. So let's go Razorbacks this week you're putting you're way 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 too much faith in arkansas right now you Man, know they, what we are we are gonna these dogs are gonna wish they played michael vick instead of arkansas oh this God. weekend <laughs> that, that that is how confident i am in this upset of the week pick and it is and it is woo pig suey till the day i die which which is what saturday at eight o'clock when this game is over so woo pig suey till eight o'clock what is Okay, so I know Woo Pig Suey is like Arkansas's thing. And like a lot of other things in Arkansas, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Okay, I know I know the story behind it. All right, story time with Zach. So, so I went to the Arkansas-Auburn game in 2017 in Arkansas. Um, we drove 10 hours from Auburn to go. And so they call it calling the pigs to like eat. or It's, it's like a word for it, but – it's the sound you call to get like the pigs to come to the slot bucket to eat. So there's like, they're calling the team to come like into the, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's stupid. Like, don't get me wrong. (laughs) So they'll be like, so so like if you had real pigs, you'd be like, woo pig suey. And they would come to you to eat. So I guess they're like trying to symbolize like the Arkansas team coming to eat the other team or, defeat them which never that, happens but that is the most arkansas thing i've ever heard in my life i've dude, never been they to do arkansas. it like i don't they, know if it's real is it real yes it is real they do it they do it like for like a whole minute and a half bro oh gross bro. oh it was it was wild and then auburn ended up beating them just like everyone has in the last like eight years that's okay fair um so okay cool cool it's uh, a beautiful city though i know i i know we make fun of arkansas a lot fayetteville is gorgeous but the rest of the state not so much fayetteville join missouri or join another state man you are too beautiful to be in arkansas you're better than this you can do so much better 
Right. It's like it's like the hottest girl at the party dating just like a slob. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, like a three. Does he have money? Yeah. And like Arkansas, I mean, I guess Arkansas has money because, you know, they have Walmart and Jerry Jones. But like you, you deserve better Fayetteville. This is we have made real growth on this podcast the last two episodes. It is your turn, Fayetteville. Move on and find you a real man, a real state. Get your life together. <laughs> Leave that zero. Get you a hero. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to our storyline segment. And since I kicked off upsets, I'm going to let Zach go ahead and uh, take the lead on this. Oh, y'all better get ready. I am so heated about what I'm about to talk about. Strap I in. Was, it's the holiday <laughs> special. Get ready. I was in class writing notes about this, and my professor asked me if I was okay because I was so I was typing so hard on my laptop <laughs> that they were like, "Are you all right, bro?" Like he was like, "You look upset," and I'm like, "Cause I am upset." <laughs> I am okay. So, um, AL.com's own Joseph Goodman wrote an article saying Bama should bench Tua for the LSU game. I'm confused. So, oh God, I'm about to throw up because I'm so heated right now. I'm like, I'm in a rolling chair and I'm just rolling back and forth like to my mic because I'm so mad. Um, so I'll give you all some quotes. Oh, Brandon, you're about to be so heated. I love uh, this. Yeah, I can't wait. So one quote is, give him a month or more to rest, then play him in the Iron Bowl. And he says the reasoning behind this is because the playoff committee will not leave them out with just a loss to LSU without their starting quarterback. Well, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. And so he's saying they should tank for the playoffs. This is, oh my God, are you kidding me? So, so he wants them to purposely lose to LSU. So LSU goes and plays in the SEC championship and Bama gets an off week to get healthy like they did in 2017 when they lost to Auburn and Auburn went and lost to Georgia and Bama had a week to get healthy. I'm going to be so mad because I know this isn't true. I know this is the stupidest thing I ever heard. I actually read an article by uh, Kirk Herbstreit today that said that the exact opposite was true, that Alabama has to play to a, I mean, if he's healthy enough to play, I mean, that's obviously up to his doctors, up to, I mean, whoever, I mean, I get really him because he's got to look out for his future. I mean, he has a future in the NFL and if he's willing to ruin that over one college game, feel free. I want him to play. I've, I've been very vocal about that. I want Tua to play in this game, but, yeah, and, uh, I, can't, I mean, I'm just so mad. How, how does Bama make the playoff? If that, if that's the case, that doesn't make sense. Cause, because he thinks that if they rest to it till the Iron Bowl, so the games after LSU, they should win. Because I think they play Mississippi State. They play Chattanooga. And then uh, I don't know who else. They, I think it's another BS team. So tell um, me this. Tell me this real quick. If Alabama loses to LSU, their first, I mean, actual team that they've played all year, let's not beat around the bush, the first, like, even decent team they've played this year. If they lose to LSU, then make it to the Iron Bowl. I mean, that's not a guaranteed win against Auburn. Auburn's a great team. But say they especially do, in Jordan Hare. Say they do beat Auburn. Then they have one impressive win on their schedule for the entire year. How I mean, it, we're not talking about the BCS system where it ta- where it looks at wins and losses only. We're looking at the playoff system that is actual people that I mean they actually see these games. And so they see one quality one out of Alabama after a loss to LSU. 
I mean, how, how do you put them in the playoff? That doesn't make oh, sense to me. Oh, you're about to be so much more mad when I keep going. Okay, go ahead. So I'm ready. He's, I'm he says leave – oh, no, this is just – I'm just building up. The last thing I will say, you'll probably quit the podcast. I'm retiring um, today. So he says that Tua should focus on – should either do that or if they try to bring him back too quick, he should quit on Alabama like Nick Bosa did, Ohio State, and just sit out. For the rest of the season. And I hate that idea more than anything because they technically, when they sign the letter of intent, that is a contract that you would play that for that team for three to four years and give it all you have. And I hate this because this new, like, I, I know I'm only 22, but, man, kids are so soft nowadays, bro. Exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's true. But You cannot sit out. Like, that is that's weak. I agree. I, I think that that's so weak. It was ridiculous. I see. I, okay. So I can agree with sitting out to an extent. Like, so like if you're in a bowl game, that means nothing. Like say you're not yes. in an actual bowl game, sit out of that bowl game. Don't ruin your NFL draft stock. Leonard Fournette did that. And he was drafted. I mean, he was drafted super high fourth, fourth. I mean, he was drafted fourth overall by the Jags yeah. because he sat out. I mean, imagine if he would have got hurt in that game. But, like, don't quit on your team in the middle of the season. Are you kidding me? Right. When, when you're the number two team in the country. Yeah. Oh, it just and especially being the quarterback, bro. Like, you're protected. It's not like you're a linebacker or a running back. Look, and I can understand if he is – I mean, he just had surgery. Don't get me wrong. If he really doesn't think he's ready to come back, if his doctors don't think he's ready to come back, I mean – Sit out. I mean, sit out for until you're healthy, but don't sit out for the rest of the season if you're healthy. That's what I'm. Thank you. I'm, I, if he sits out the LSU game because he's not 100, percent I I'm, I'm fine with that. I I'll, I'll right. be on the bandwagon for that. I mean, I'll but be if upset he can play, I want him to play. But if agreed, I get it. If, if don't hurt yourself more because you want to be back. Yeah. In the game. Oh, and this is oh here we go. We're getting to the last two points where you're about to uh, blow a gasket. Oh no. He, so here are the direct quotes of what he says leaving Bama out of the playoff due to this injury is. Quote, cruel and, a, and, and it will set a reckless precedence, close quote. <sighs> that makes me want to throw <sighs> up. I, I just did. This and is, if the, I, I, you know what my argument is? If they sit to a when he's healthy to throw this game, that is reckless and that is cruel and that is a reckless precedent that does not need to be followed. Kick Alabama out of the NCAA if they do this. This is, this is, I'm heated. Take, fire, who, who wrote this? Who wrote this at AO.com? Dude, that's what I said. Joseph Goodman, bro. We're coming for you. Uh, well, I don't want to. Okay, this is too close. We can't say that. <laughs> we. <laughs> Joseph, you don't deserve to have this job, okay? That's all I'm going to – I'm going to leave it uh, Oh, no. And this is even the worst thing, dog. Are you ready for the worst possible thing? No, not really. He says – he says, like, okay, so, the, so this is word for word what he said. Alabama can probably beat LSU with Mac Jones at quarterback. So you why start to – You're kidding me. Are you serious? D- uh, that is from the article, bro. Did you watch? Did you watch Mac Jones play against Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. How do you look? Not great. Yeah, did, I mean, he didn't even. 
I understand he played Arkansas last week. Let's not forget that. I understand that Alabama had a big game against Arkansas. Arkansas is not the same team that LSU is. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm just I'm just telling you, man. He beat LSU with Mac Jones. Mac Jones is yep. a bomb. They might as well have picked him up off the side of the road. Dude, that that this dude literally wrote that and put it out for people to read. That's it. That's his whole job. That's his job is to write sports al.com. Here, I will read the whole paragraph. The whole paragraph where he says that, all right? Go ahead. So he says, if the loser of number one LSU versus number two Alabama is still going to make the college football playoff, then what is the point of putting Tua in harm's way? And besides, Alabama can probably beat LSU with Jones at quarterback. The Tigers and Burrow didn't even score a point on Alabama last season. Here's what I'll say. (laughs) 29 to nothing. Okay, it's a completely different team, first of all. I don't know if you've noticed. I mean, this isn't a nine and three squad we're talking about right now. Anyway, al.com, shoot us a direct message, maybe an email, do whatever you need to do. If this guy has blackmail on you, that's illegal. He can't do that. We'll go after him for you. We'll go after him legally, do whatever we need to do. And we understand that after this, you'll probably be hiring for a new uh, sports columnist. Zach and I, I mean, we'll, we'll shoot you our phone numbers. We'll do whatever. This guy's a bum. And if, if, if this was not – if this was not blackmail on his part, if this wasn't because he had a leg up on you for some reason, then shame on you, AL.com. And <laughs> I don't know what we're – listen, we don't want to have to declare war on you. We've already done that with a few different companies at this point. We're coming for you next. We're coming for you next if this was on purpose. You can't do that. This is the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. It's Dude, ridiculous. okay. I'll, I'll, and you're going to laugh at this one too, man. He said – so in the rec- cruel and reckless precedent one, yeah. he said a loss to LSU without he, he said a loss with to LSU without Tua doesn't hurt the resume as much as a loss to LSU with him. And will anyone ever remember the game when Alabama beats Auburn by thirty points in Jordan Hare Stadium? Oh, that, that how how mad he, how mad are you? <laughs> he, he so Auburn. Okay, let's just let's just lay the scene, guys. Auburn's faced the top ten team in Oregon. Beat them. Auburn's faced Texas A&M on the road. Beat them when they were ranked seventeenth in the country. Played a top ten Florida team on the road in a hostile game day environment. Lost by what? What was it? Nine. Yeah. And so. then, yeah. And then played LSU on the road, who's the number one team in the country, and lost by three and had chances to win both those games. And you're telling me Alabama's going to come into Jordan-Hare and beat Auburn by 30? No. By 30? No. Come on now. If, Don't be- uh, if Alabama wins by more than 14, 10 to 14, I, I, will, I will eat my hat. I will, I will, I will live stream a <laughs> podcast when I eat a whole Alabama hat with a fork and knife if they beat us by 30. I'm kind of rooting for it now, but <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean, this article, dude, do you see, like, my professor thought I was literally going to stroke out at my desk. Uh, dude, what? This, I'm reading the article right now. Joe Goodman <laughs> on Twitter. I'm coming for you right now. This is, this is happening. Uh, you'll, you will have seen this by the time that this podcast is up, but I'm coming for you. I mean, not physically. So, like, I mean, this, this is this, we need a lawyer or something. But I'm not Dude, coming for you physically. Got to get a- you on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, it's it's happening right now. 
This is insanity. I, you, storylines are supposed to be a good time, Zach. They're supposed to be so much fun. And you went and did I'm, this. I'm sorry, man. I I had to I had to ruin everybody's day like mine was ruined. Ugh. Okay, well, let's go ahead and move on to something much brighter. Uh, something that the guys can feel good about. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, and I mentioned it earlier in this uh, in this podcast, but the NCAA's top governing board announced that it is moving forward on allowing college athletes to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. EA Sports is in the game. Listen, we did it. And I'm taking full credit for this one. This vote happened on Tuesday, October 29th. That's when we're recording. Uh, I mean, I didn't know what I was going to do for my storyline of the week earlier today. And then I read this at like noon and I was hyped. I knew I had to talk about it. So here we are. So people are jumping to conclusions. One thing I did want to talk about, people are jumping to conclusions about what this means uh, as they do. I mean, some people are saying this means players are going to be able to receive a salary in college. Uh, Some are saying this means EA is going to release a new NCAA football game. I mean, and while I hope that the latter's true, while I do hope that we get this game because, I mean, that's been my lifeblood for the past couple of years. I mean, I've been – I don't know how I've survived. I mean, I guess Doug Flutie's maximum football helped a little bit, but we're getting like a real EA – we might be getting a real EA NCAA football game like we did back in the day until 2014. Uh, I mean, and I do hope that we do get that game. And, and, and I hope that players do get some sort of compensation for that, uh, but I know – that right now the NCAA just made a giant step toward making these things a reality, but they're not yet a reality. They just had the vote today, and people like to think this is the kind of thing is instant. Uh, as much as I would love for it to be instant, it's just not. Uh, just because it's legal doesn't ne- necessarily mean that it will happen. Uh, I believe that some sort of compensation on some level will happen like pretty soon, but I'm being realistic right now. So this is the world we live in, and it's never all or nothing. There are going to be rules and regulations, and we're going to have to wait probably a little while before we get that ideal uh, scenario that we all have in our heads, that, that players, are going to get play, uh, players are going to get paid. Uh, we're going to have this video game, everything else. I mean, we can buy jerseys with players' names in the back, et cetera. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight, but this is a giant step in the right direction, I think. Uh, but, I mean, don't let this take away from the significance of this moment. I mean, this is tremendous. This is a huge step for uh, players in the NCAA. Uh, hopefully some kind of plan comes out of this pretty soon. I just don't see it happening this season. Maybe not even next season, but I mean, we can, we can dream. Uh, I mean, what, what do you think, Zach? What, what, what kind of timeline do you think we're looking at? Oh, I mean, I, I, I think you'll, so I believe I read it was going to be 2021 before anything even went into effect. And that's just going into effect. That's not working out the kinks and everything. So I think we're looking at 2025 before everything's completely worked out, honestly. I agree, um, at, at least. So that's when it's actually going to take effect. And then they still got to put the rules and regulations in because if they don't do that, then it's just going to be, oh, well, the best teams in the nation are going to give the best players coming out of high school the most amount of money. And then, like, the group of five won't even exist anymore. So so. So I actually heard that it's not that it's more the players are able to get like endorsement deals that the college can't pay them directly. Right. No, no. And that's what I'm saying. That's that was the whole point of me reading okay. like 16 paragraphs yeah. before now, because I don't think that's what's going to happen, <laughs> even though that's what everyone's like jumping to that conclusion right now. I yeah. think that it's going to be like players can 
Eli Manning won't have to sneak around selling his game-worn jerseys anymore. Things like that. Uh, they, I mean, they're people. I mean, they're, they're allowed to make money doing what they're doing. I understand that they have scholarships. At least some of them have, or most of them have scholarships probably. But, I mean, there's still, like, a lot that don't. And people tend to forget that. Yeah. So, I mean, this story time's, I mean, storyline, uh, it's story time. This story time's interesting in and of itself. But one thing that makes it slightly more interesting is that we have got a senator from North Carolina, Richard <laughs> Burr. And Richard Burr thought that today was the best time that he could insert politics into this topic. So we all love Richard Burr. Uh, Richard Burr, as soon as he got the news from the AP that the NCAA would uh, permit athletes to be compensated for their name, uh, likeness, etc., he said if college athletes are going to be making money off of their likenesses while in school, their scholarships should be treated like income. I'll be introducing legislation that subjects scholarships given to athletes who choose to cash in to income taxes. Huh? Why? 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 Why are we doing that? Why are you taxing scholarships? I didn't even – it made me so mad when I read that today. Taxing scholarships? That's just – I don't know, man. People like that just – I can't. So, I, I mean, he wasted literally no time saying this. Like, the news broke around noon. At 2 o'clock, he said this. Like, he already had his mind made up. This had already, like – he was willing to put this out into the – he tweeted it, by the way. Like, he didn't, like, have a press conference. He tweeted this, uh, which leads me to my second point. I understand, like, free speech. I understand what it is. But if you're a politician, why do you want to have Twitter? And why do you want to make, a, like, yourself a big name on Twitter? This doesn't make sense to me. It's just an outlet for people. I mean, listen, dude. Like, literally, Donald Trump became president based off Twitter. That everyone's trying to replicate it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. And so, I don't know. I'm not in the business of politics, so I'm not going to interject. We're in the business of college football, exactly. So I'm not going to interject myself here. I'm not going to say which side I'm on in this argument because that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to talk about college football. But taxing scholarships? Are you kidding me? I mean, it seems a little absurd. I mean, I get it. I guess if I went to Wake Forest, like Richard Burr did, I'd probably be pretty upset too. Your team hasn't been good, well, really ever, and now this is just a slap. Uh, your the, the, they are ranked right now. Zach, who have they played? They're in the ACC. I'll give you that. But I'm just saying they're ranked. I don't want. I don't care who's ranked. I don't care who's ranked. <laughs> um, it, I don't know. It's just all this is going to do if, and it won't pass let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get that one like cleared right away this bill will never become law it, it won't probably won't even become a bill it'll probably be written by richard burr um i don't mm. know i watched fraggle rock so i understand these kind of things now but uh, <laughs> but uh, all it's going to do hypothetically if it were to pass all it would do would deter players from playing in north carolina because there's going to be i mean not every state's going to make that law. I don't think anyone's going to make that law, but uh, all it's going to do is deter players from North Carolina. And I don't think the voters who had to vote on this law will be for that even a little bit. So Richard, uh, Richard Burr, I don't know what your deal is. I guess you're just, uh, I don't know. You're something else and college football would be better without you. So take yourself out. 
not not like in the bad way, but take yourself out of the conversation. Let's, let's say that. So I, I <laughs> so I'm not canceled, I guess. Um, anyway, culture's real, bro. It is real. It, it's very real. Um, so I'm not trying to get canceled today, or really ever. So you know what? You know who is actually canceled? Oh gosh, who? Joseph Goodman. Yeah, Joseph no, you're Goodman. Canceled. We did not. We did not forget about you, bro. It's been like five minutes, but you were canceled. Uh, dude. I'm mad. I'm so mad. He tried to break some news about Joey Gatewood walking away from Auburn. Not true. Have you s- – oh, look. And I know this is probably bad radio right now because you can't see what he looks like. But if you if you want to see just a sleazy guy that – oh, he writes for the Mobile Press Register, that should, that should be illegal. That shouldn't happen. Does he really – he writes for the Birmingham News, the Mobile Press Register, and and the Huntsville Times. Oh Lord! Uh, he look him up on Twitter. Go bombard his comments. Do whatever you need to do. At Joe Goodman Jr. I don't care. You can read that out loud. You can play that back forth. Whatever you want to on AO.com. That's free publicity. Thank you. But we are oh, we have got the Blue Bloods Army coming at your throat. Joseph Goodman, you're canceled. He ain't ready. He ain't ready. No, he's not. We, we're ruthless. We got the yeah. best listeners out there, bro. We do. We do. And we know they're coming up. We know, we're, we know that they're coming for him. Uh, so let's go and wrap up this segment. We're not done with you yet. Uh, so we'll be back. We'll be back to talk about you later. AL.com. Uh, let's go and move on to the next segment. We have hot takes and we have a discussion that we have been itching to talk about for the past few weeks. As usual, Zach's the prepared one, so he's going to introduce the topic, and I'm just here to interject my opinion. Yo, so hot takes, debate-style format. We take controversial issues in college football. We debate them. We discuss them. We uh, we just break them down for you guys. And this week, we have an interesting topic. We got CTE and the targeting rule. We could have split these up, but they're kind of interrelated, so we decided to talk about both of them today. So, Brandon, what is your take on CD, CTE and targeting? Uh, uh, well, that's very open-ended. Um, first of all, I would like to disavow. I'm very anti-CTE, uh, so that's, that's my <laughs> stance. In case you didn't know, I'm not for CTE. Yeah, we're anti-CTE, anti-Nazi anti whatever else uh so th- this is the first anti cte podcast so uh go like and subscribe download our episodes for that anyway uh i don't know i mean i mean i think that it's a serious problem that you know, wasn't really looked at until the past couple of years and i guess that's just because uh, i mean we didn't we hadn't really discovered cte uh until the past i mean this past decade so uh, I don't know. I, I think that we're taking the right precautions uh, into protecting players. I think there's probably a little bit more that could be done. Uh, there's some points where maybe the referees are interjecting a little bit too much, but I think they're just erring on the side of caution. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, okay. So player safety, super important. Don't get me wrong on that. But I think we might be trying to take a few steps too far. So, also, let me disavow. I'm not saying we should just allow CTE to run rampant. No, world's first, world's first anti-CTE podcast. Remember that. 
Yeah. So I you know the targeting rule is great. Uh, I'm for it, but the amount of crappy calls and over precautions are a little ridiculous and it changes games because the player gets ejected. It's what 15 yards. I mean, and yes, blatant head hunting should be eliminated. I'm look, I'm talking to you, Vontez Burfitt. Um, but the hard hits and collisions are just part of football. And I think those are becoming targeted instead of real targeting. And you can't take hard hits and, you know, big collisions out of football. Right. No, I agree. And, I mean, there's a lot of research that says non-concussive hits still cause CTE. I mean, can you take all contact out of football? Definitely not. But I think the proper step is awareness. Like, here's here's the – Here's what you could be subjecting yourself to if you play football. And then from there, the players have the freedom to play or not to play football. No one is forcing these kids to go out and play football. They want to. This is the career they chose. And in every career, there's risks that you take. I mean, firefighters take a risk every day that they might get caught up in a fire and not make it. Thank you for your I mean, Yeah. Um, and so if the players are okay with the risk, then let's lay off a bit and enjoy the game and let it be played physically, but still clean. I mean, Vontez Burfitt shouldn't be able to, you know, take Antonio's head off, no, Antonio Brown's life. head off. Well yeah, and, yeah, and now Antonio Brown can't spell or decide if he wants to go to practice or not or decide on what color his mustache should be. You see, there is effects that aren't great, but this is America, like we said last episode, and we ain't scared of the concussions. And so those who want to play know the risk and should be able to play, and we should just let them play. I understand that. And I think that, like I said, we, we've taken a lot of steps in the right direction as far as, uh, as, far as player safety is concerned. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned that players are rejected for targeting fouls. And in some cases, I don't think that should be the case. So what I would propose is since all targeting fouls are reviewed anyway, we look and see if that targeting was blatant or if it wasn't. So kind of like the like kind of like the face mask uh, penalties now. So there's a 15-yard face mask for grabbing the face mask like intentionally and like maliciously, and then there is a five-yard penalty for uh, grabbing the face nope, mask. Not anymore. Not oh, anymore. Really? They changed it back. It's 15 if stupidest. you even touch the face get mask. Get out of here. Get out, get out of my country. I'm this serious. Well, that's what, this is. I, I hate. Man, that's what I, I was saying, man. I love football, but I, I hate I hate some things about it. Anyway, so I mean, you understand the point. So I think that there should be, I think that all targeting penalties should be 15 yards. But I think that when they review it, they should see if like contact was malicious or not. I mean, you can tell, you can tell when when a player's trying to kill another player. I mean, but don't eject the guy who is caught in the wrong place at the wrong time and commits targeting foul. I mean, give him the 15 yards, but don't eject the player because it's a full game ejection. If you're out, I mean, if it happens in the first half of the game, you're out for that entire game. If it happens in the second half, God forbid, then you're out for the first half of the next game. And that is just absolutely insane, unprecedented. Any other word you can think of, that's the, that's the worst rule I've ever heard in my life. If it's malicious, I get it. If it's not, then why are you interjecting yourself that much into the game? Yeah, and the thing that gets me is, like, why is it always on the defensive player? What about these running backs lowering their heads? And right. it's impossible not to make a little bit of contact. So I, I think it needs a lot of 
revisions. I think people, I think they're trying to make the game way too soft. You cannot get concussions out of football. That is part of it. Raise awareness, take steps to prevent it the best you can. But overall, there's going to be issues playing such a physical game. And the players who play it are aware of that. And that's their life choice. Yeah, I, I agree. And I don't know. And, and I like, and I think I tried to mention this last time that I spoke and I just totally blew by it because I got kind of caught up and uh, heated a little bit, but it, this is one of those things where there is a lot of awareness now. And I mean, that's only because we just now know what CTE is. I mean, before, I don't even know it, it's been in the past 10 years that it was discovered, but I mean, we had tragedies like, like junior say, I mean, players like that, that are, I mean, seriously messed up because of this, uh, because of this disease and it's very preventable. Um, and, and to just raise awareness about it is a good step. I don't know that that referees and and the leagues and the organizations, the associations, should be interjecting themselves as much in in the safety aspect of the game as they are. I mean, I appreciate the effort and everything, but it should ultimately be up to the player. I mean, they know what they're getting themselves into, like Zach said, and they've just, I mean, just continue to raise awareness is the main thing. I mean, people need to know what they're getting themselves into. If they don't know, that's a problem. I mean, you have to know when you're playing football. I mean, like, for instance, like, I, I would love – I mean, I don't have kids now, but when I – you know, if I do have kids one day, I would love for them to be able to play football. But I'm not going to let them play when they're little. I'm not going to let them play, you know, until they get to probably high school just because it's so high risk, and I don't want them messing up their futures because of a decision they made when they were younger or a decision I made for them. Yeah, so, I, I feel that. Like, I'll get behind that. So, guys, that, that is our hot takes. If you want – if like – you know, so what I think we could do, honestly, is announce what we're going to talk about on Hot Takes. And if you want your opinion heard, you can message us on any of our social media and we will get your opinion out there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'd love to hear opinions. We listen, we're, we, I've already said it. I mean, we're smart guys in, in all honesty. I mean, this, I'm not going to say it's a shtick, but we're not that smart and we can't keep coming up with these topics. So any help is appreciated. So uh, that's that's our hot take segment this week. Um, uh oh, new segment alert! New segment alert! I don't even should there should there be a noise or something? I don't know. Anyway, this is our <laughs> lightning round. Lightning round is our new segment. Uh, and what our lightning round is? It's a, it's a new creation I had just today. Uh, this is a new segment for our beautiful listeners. Zach and I decided that six matchups a week simply wasn't enough but we didn't want to give you an hour of game analysis. Shout out to our first episode. So if you know us, you know we love gimmicks. I mentioned it earlier, so we had to throw that in there. So what we did was we picked a few matchups that, uh, that we didn't share with each other. So these are total secrets to me and Zach. And what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and start it out. I'll let Zach read off his matchups to me. I have no idea what they are. And without thinking, I have to choose the winner of this matchup. We're going to keep up with it. We're going to keep a, a – uh, record of of our games, etc. So Zach and and, and, and to keep and, and to keep this in the name of our podcast, we will do the snake style. <laughs> snake style? What? Yeah, I, I'll I'll hang on. Just pause it. <laughs> I was gonna say instead of just listing all 
All right, so I guess we are doing the snake style. Zach, I'm going to go ahead and let you read off the first matchup. I'll choose mine first, and we are going fast. So let's go. West Virginia, Baylor. Uh, Baylor. Navy, UConn. Navy. NC State, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Uh, Nebraska, Purdue. <laughs> Purdue. Uh, Buffalo, Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. Uh, Troy, Coastal Carolina. Troy. Purdue, Nebraska. Oh, I hate this one. Nebraska. Uh, Army, Air Force. <laughs> Air Force. Um, Arizona, Oregon State. Uh, Arizona. Pitt, Georgia Tech. Pitt. Uh, Vandy, South Carolina. South Carolina. Mississippi State, Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> uh, Hawaii, Fresno State. Hawaii doesn't lose on the island. Uh, Colorado, UCLA. UCLA. All right. Is that it? That is it. That is Bonus. seven matchups for you guys. Bonus round. Zach, are you ready? To hit it. Astros Nationals. Astros. 49ers Cardinals. 49ers. Heat Hawks. Heat. Ding, ding, ding. All right, and that's a wrap. What an electric segment. I mean, a Gambling Corner rivals it, and that's what we have next. So let's go ahead and move into that. Uh, gambling corner. We're not gamblers, but we like to help out our listeners who are. I went three and zero last week, so I mean I'm hot right now. Go ahead and follow me if you want. If you don't, you're a chump. So let's go ahead, cue up that music, and let's get started this week. First game, we have Georgia Southern, and I believe that they cover this 16 point spread against Appalachian State. I have absolutely no evidence to back up that claim. It's just a gut feeling. But really, what more do you need? I'm the heart guy. 16 points is a lot. People forget that. And so, Zach, what do you have? Troy over Coastal Carolina. It was in our last segment. Troy's only a one-point favorite. Go earn your money back. Buy your girlfriend or side girl something nice, depending on who you like more. And then I also have UNC over Virginia. UNC is only a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. They will win by a million, a thousand, a zillion, however many points you need. Go get your money. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, Zach, I know we don't disagree a whole lot in our gambling corner, but we are this week. I have Virginia over UNC outright. Virginia is the underdog. I don't know how. Uh, UNC is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That's ridiculous. We all know it. Get some easy money this weekend. Bet on Virginia outright, plus 120. That's an easy game. And then Go with the analytics, not the dumb brain guy. Boo. And then we have our chase game of this week. Go ahead and write it down. This is the one that cannot lose. This week's chase game is one that we are all way too familiar with. And guess who's back on the island this weekend? Hawaii's back, and not only are they back, they are back in a big way. This is their revenge game for our Rainbow Warriors. This team has been beaten on the island two weeks ago. Didn't know it was possible. It had to be a fluke. This team cannot lose two consecutive games on the island. Book it. Bet whatever you need to. Get back up. Get out of the negatives into the positives. And that is our gambling corner this weekend. Just as electric as lightning round. I love both of those segments. It's, it's been a great time. <laughs> I'm all for it, bro. But take UNC over Virginia. Don't be stupid, guys. Because uh, exactly. if you, if on, you take bro. Virginia, you are the F word. You're a fraud, just like Brandon, just like Texas. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Well, I, I am a fraud. No one's, no one's debating you, Zach. Um, but that is our show this week, uh, or this, I guess, this part of the week. We have two shows a week. Um, don't let me forget that. Anyway. 
So thank you all for listening. Uh, I know that we have a very loyal fan base that listens to every single episode and we just appreciate you guys so much. Uh, you make this worthwhile. Like, like I said, the past couple episodes, we'd be doing this regardless just because we love it, but having the listeners makes it that much better. It, it really is, bro. Like you guys are amazing. You guys are the best shout out to you guys. So as we do at the end of every episode, we got to plug our social media shout out to the, a few, like the few people who are always on our social media. You guys are amazing. But on IG, the, the one and only Instagram, it is at the underscore blue bloods. Go follow us. What you doing? Don't wish. I know you're all, I know you're on there all the time. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I know, know you. This, we I'm, know this I'm, generation. We know you. You're on your phones all the time. We love that. We are too. So might as well <laughs> while you're on those phones. Love it. Uh, Twitter, the one and only Twitter. You better have dark Twitter. We don't work on light Twitter. No, um, it is dark. at the underscore underscore blue bloods. Follow us on dark Twitter. Update, <laughs> your, update your iPhones. Update them. I know, I know it's there. Plug your phone in at night and update them. Um, on Facebook, it is at the blue bloods pod. Shout out to you guys on there as well. Keep doing your thing. Keep listening. Keep telling your friends. Keep telling your girlfriends. Sag girls. I hope you have a million of them. And I, uh, you guys are the best. And as long as y'all keep supporting us, we're going to keep getting better and giving y'all content and content and content. Leave those reviews wherever you can. I know that I've been mentioning leaving them on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Wherever you can leave them. If you want to leave us a review on Facebook, do it. I know, uh, listen, if you're a mom out there listening, we know you love Facebook. We get it. So go ahead and leave that review right there on our Facebook page. Zach already plugged that. Uh, guys, can't thank you enough for listening. Uh, keep listening for new content. We're more than likely going to have new segments coming up in the next couple of episodes. Uh, we've got some big things in the works. We haven't announced them yet, but we have. I'm talking about you are not going to want to miss it. So stay caught up with us. Keep listening, and we love you.